Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Kiddush and daf Ayin Dalit. We are holding on daf Ayin Gimel Amad Beis. We are at Tanur Rabbanon, about 10 lines from the end of the page. Last words on the line are Tanur Rabbanon. Today's year is sponsored by Dr. David Lander in honor of his wife and children, Ali Nishmas' mother, Golda Vasimcha, Shalom, and also by Yael and Yosef Gurevich as his chus for all of the IDF soldiers fighting for Israel. They should accomplish the mission quickly and come back safely. Uh, we thank both sponsors very, very much for the sponsorship. Uh, what we're going to discuss today is first we're going to talk about the ne'emonos of different people, the ne'emonos of a midwife, about the yichus of children, the ne'emonos of a balmekach, about who he sold the item to, the ne'emonos of a dayan, about who won the case. And then the Gemara is going to discuss who is believed to identify a bukhar. And maybe at different stages, different people are believed whether it be the midwife, the mother, the father. Then the Gemara is going to explain what exactly is the Chiddush of Abba Sha'ul that a mother is, is, is Ne'emenes to identify who the father of her baby is. That's an Afana Mishnah in Mesachus Ksubas. What is Abba Sha'ul adding over here that we don't already know? Then the, we're going to have a Mishnah on the bottom of Amdal that's going to tell us about uh, certain people that are mutter lovel zebazah, certain psule kahal that are allowed to marry each other according to the Tanakh not allowed to marry each other according to Rabbi and Rabbi Eliezer has some sort of other opinion, some sort of compromise opinion, so some sort of three-way machlokas in the Mishnah, but the Mishnah is not at all detailed about who we're talking about, what kind of psulekal, which people are the subject of this machlokas, and part of the challenge is the Mishnah has to be breaking new ground over here, it can't just be repeating what it said in the last Mishnah, so we're going to have the whole Amid Beis is going to be four different approaches as to what even the case of our Mishnah is, and therefore, uh, based on what the case is, to understand what the machlokas in our Mishnah is really is really all about. So let's begin at Tanur Rabbanan, again about 10 lines from the end of the page, on daf Ayin Gimlan Beis. So Tanur Rabbanan, we have a Baisa that tells us as follows. Uh, let's say you had four women that all gave birth in the same house. There was Ignatius Cohen, Ignatius Levy, Ignatius Nassen, and Ignatius Mamzer. And we don't know which baby belongs to which woman. So Nehemenes HaChayalom, or the midwife who had a busy day that day, is uh, Nehemenes to say which baby belongs Belongs to which woman? That Ze Kohen, Vizet Levi, Ze Nosin, Vizet Mamzer. The midwife is able to say that she can identify each of the children and who each of the uh, the children belong to. It's an Amanos that's not Meikra Adin, it's a Takonos Chachamim to believe her because Al uh, Pirov, there's no other way to, to figure it out. That's what the Ran writes. So we have to be Somech Al Edusa. That's what the Ran writes. Why should she be believed? Well, she should be believed because we don't really have any other options. We have to. We have to know who's who and we don't really have any other way to know to know who, who's who. Uh, the Beishmul explains in Ebenezer Simindalid that since she's an Isha, she's Ein because otherwise why would she be any different than any other Eidecha that's Neman when there's no Cheskas or Cheskas Heter? So it must be that's what the Ran means, that she's not really Neamenes Minadin that it's all a Takaras Chachamim, but okay, so that's what the Chamur Misakin Bamedvar Mamurim Shalokara La Shem Irer. But that's only if no one uh, had had been ma'arer on the 
edus of the mialedes. Avul karala irur, but if someone came and made, had a taina on her neamanus and was saying that she's not telling the truth, so then the vlad that she's made about the kashrus uh, is uh, an, a, a, about is We don't believe her that the vlad is taka kasher. If someone is coming and telling us that that vlad is actually a mamzer or something else, that there's a psul in that vlad. That's how Rashi understand and the Ran understand that line of the Gemara that kara uh, aleha that they're being kore on her an error that she's not telling the truth. The Rambam has a different lashon. The Rambam writes aval im irer aleha afilu adam echad va'amar b'sheker meida and the, the Magen Mishnah understands what the Ram is telling us is that the error is on her edus, and sometimes it's not for the for the uh, for the for the detriment of the vlad, but it's for the benefit of the vlad. That maybe she says the baby is a mamzer, and the ma'arer comes and says no, the baby is kasher. That's why the Rambam doesn't say that the error is on the vlad, and that's our our girsa kara aleha error that the error is on her edus. If it were on the vlad, then it would imply that you're that the the, the ma'arim are saying something to the detriment of the vlad. But kara aleha irur, it could go in either direction. It could be to the detriment or to the benefit of the vlad. They're just saying that this woman is a is a liar. That uh, that this uh, that this chayyid, this uh, midwife, is not telling the truth. The Griff has a different girsa in our Gemara. He has a girsa kara alav irur that it sounds like the irur is on the vlad that she's made that the vlad is kosher. And this guy is coming and saying that the Vlad is not kosher the way Rashi and the Ran explain it. Even though Rashi and the Ran seem to have our girsa, the Rif's girsa fits better with the perush of Rashi and the, uh, and, and, and the Ran. The uh, Beishmuel is, is mevayr, that according to the Rambam, the Ma'arer is able to be machshir the Vlad because the Vlad has no chazaka whatsoever. He has no chazaka of psul, no chazaka of kashrus, so the Ma'arer could even be machshir the Vlad. So anyway, the, there is this takaras chacham that the chayu is Menace, but that's only when there's no pushback. So if there's some pushback on her Nehemanus, so then she's Eina Nehemanus. So says Gemara, well, ha- how much pushback? Ira demai. What is the error that's going to be able to overpower the Nehemanus of the Mialadas? Ilemi Irachad. If you're going to tell me that it's just one guy that comes in as Ma'arer from Rabbi Yochanan and Irapachas Mishnayim, Rabbi Yochanan taught us that you can never have an error with less than uh, two people that you're going to trust. Ela Iratre. So it must be that error means that there are two people that are ma'arer on the ne'amonos of the, uh, of the chayyeh. The context of Rabbi Yochanan originally is, uh, is, is in Ksubistav Chavav. That, uh, that's what Tosos uh, refers us to. Ksubistav Chavav, that, that where Rabbi Yochanan said, because over there there's a machlokas, where we're, whether we're malin li kuhuna al echad. If one eight says that somebody's a Kohen, do we assume that that person is now miyuchas as a Kohen? And there are three opinions in Tanayim. Rabbi Yehuda holds that we're not malin li kuhuna al Rabbi Lazar holds that Dafka, when there are Orin, we're not Malin al Echad. But when there are no Orin, then we are Malin al Echad. And Rabbi Shum Gamliel says in the name of Rabbi Shum Ben Asagan that we're Malin Lukun al Echad. That we are Malin Lukun al Echad. So the Gemara says, wait a second. You told me there are three opinions. And then Rabbi Shum Gamliel says exactly the same thing as uh, Rabbi Eliezer that you're Malin Lukun al Echad. So you're going to tell me the, the Machlokas is only in the case where the Ma'arer, where there's one Ma'ar that according to Rabbi Lazar, an Eid Echad is not never to be Machshu, whereas according to Rabbi Gamliel, the, the error of the, uh, of the Echad uh, the, the, uh, the, does not have the Koach 
the, the one guy does not have the koch to be ma'arer, the edus of the aid that's machshed the guy in the kuna, but Rabbi Yochanan says, So that's the line of Rabbi Yochanan that the Gemara is, uh, is asking from over here. That an error in general always has to be with shnayim. So it says Gemara, or it could be maybe really we're talking about that the error on the edus of the mialedas is only one aid. When Rabbi Yochanan says you need two people to be ma'ara to make a dent in anything, to make any impact, that's only when you're dealing with a person who already has a cheskas kashrus. So to overcome a cheskas kashrus, you're going to need two edim. But in the case where there is no cheskas kashrus whatsoever, the whole thing is just a suffix. Like over here, neither of the vlados have a cheskas kashrus. So it's not it's a, it's a, it's an absolute suffix. Um, so then chadnami mem, and then the error of even one is going to be docha the edus of the mialedes. The Ran raises the question: How could one person be ma'arer and be docha the edus of the mialedes? I thought we say the Gemara Yavamis tells us Kalmakam Shaminatari Edachad Sa'arekan Shnayim. Whenever we believe in Edachad, so that always has the power of Shnei Edim. If we believe in Mialedes, so it's in the Amonos of Edachad, so it should have the power of a Shnei Edim, and we should not believe an error against uh, what is the equivalent of Shnei Edim. So the Ran says, yeah, that Klal is Dafka when it's something that's Asu Levarer, when it's something that you can somehow clarify later on. Because a person, we have a chazaka that a person wouldn't be mishaker about something that they might get caught in the lie later on. But over here, the ne'amados is uh, is only because al pirov without a redus, we just don't have any other option. I mean, the whole, the whole, the whole, the whole, the whole point of her ne'amados is because it's dafke impossible to be mevarer. So the whole reason we believe in edach of kishnaim is because we know that one day we'll be mevarer and she'll be embarrassed if she's lying. Over here, the only reason the chamor ever misaking the believers because we know we have no other way to be Mavara. The only way to be Mavara is through her. So uh, so that's what the Beishmol writes in Ebenezer Simendalid, that the Ran holds like Tosos, that the Namanus of Neirach and Kishnaim is said, even if the Basin did not paskin yet, Alpiv, and therefore he has to say that uh, that the Chai is in Menus Minatora, rather it's only a Takanas, a takanas Chachamim. Okay, so now the Gemara discusses other people who are Neman about particular things. So Neman Balmekach, if you have two people who disagree, who purchased a particular item? So the guy who had sold it, the Mocher, is Neman, Lomar, Lazemacharti, Lazemacharti, that I sold to this fellow and I didn't sell to this fellow. When do we say that the Mocher is Neman? Bizman Shemichobiyado. If he's still holding on to the object that they're arguing about, since he has to know who he sold it to, because he has to deliver to one party or the other, so since it's uh, it's his responsibility to know at this point, so we believe him that he does know. But if he already had given the object to whoever had purchased it from him, so he had, uh, we assume that it's not his job to know anymore. It's not his job to remember, and therefore he's no neman. He's not going to be neman because why should he be neman? Why should he even know the answer to the question? when they ask him who he sold it to. It's irrelevant who he had sold it to as far as he's concerned. So the Gemara understands that the Bryce is talking about that he didn't get paid, he only got paid from one of them. So wait, if he only got paid from one of them, he's not going to remember? Ask him 
who, who, who paid you? Meaning uh, the, the, that much he should be able to remember and we should believe him about, uh, about, about uh, the, the Mekach that's, uh, that even if it's not Biyado because he should remember that someone paid him. That's what Rashi explains that since only one of them paid for the Mekach he for sure remembers who gave him the money. So Tosos raises the question why would he be Neman any more than a regular Eidachar? Meaning if it's Mechel Biyado he's Neman with Amigo that he could have said that Lo Macharti or Macharti uh, or, or I sold it and then I bought it back. Meaning he has amigo if he's still muxak in the item. But when it's ain't mechel biyado, why would he be neman any more than any other eid echad? So that's what Rabbeinu Tam says. Now the kash of the Gemara is really on the resha. What the Gemara is not asking is why is it when he's already given up the item? Why is it that he's uh, that, that we're, he's not believed by just telling us who he got the money from? No, the Gemara is asking why when he's still holding on to the item uh, is he neman mitamigo to say that he uh, that he sold it. Uh, to, even to the person who didn't pay him, um, the, the, uh, the that that. Uh uh, the, 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 which is what the Bryce sounds like, that he could pick either guy. I Meaning, even though we know only one of these fellows paid him, the guy's Neman to say, as long as he's still holding the Mekach, that he even sold it to the other guy. So that's what the Gemara is asking. How could he be Neman to say that he sold it to the guy who didn't pay him? So the Gemara answers, no, no, we're misunderstanding the case. The case is both guys paid him. And he's saying, look, one guy paid me Midas because I was trying to sell him the item and the other one just shoved the money at me because he, he wanted to buy the item but I had no dust to, to sell it to him and uh, we don't know which of the guys paid him midaito and which one paid him balkarcho so then we, we, we say that the fellow has neamanus to say uh, that who he, who he had given it to if he's still old who he had, who he had intended to sell it to if he's still holding the chayfets but we does, he doesn't have neamanus to say who he uh, intended to sell it to if he's no longer holding the object so now the Gemara brings the safe of the Brisa. So two people that are Nidon and based in, and after the Gemara Din, they disagree which one was Zoha and which one was Chayiv, who won the court case. So Neman Dayan Lomar, Lozezakisi, Lozachiavti. The Dayan is believed to say, this is the guy that I, uh, you know, that, that, that I uh, declared the, uh, you know, to win the court case, and the other one is the one that was Mechayiv to pay the money. Most of the Rishonim understand the Ritva, the Rashba, the Ran, that the Neamanus is Takanus Chachamim that they rely on the Nehemanus because it's uh, normal that he's going to be the one that remembers how we paskin, that uh, judges remember how they paskin in particular cases. Shita Lodadalmi says, no, no, it's, uh, that's not what the Nehemanus is. Nehemanus is on the, uh, of the Dayan is because when they were Mechabal him to be a Dayan, they also were Mechabal him to be believed to say what, what happened in the case. Meaning part of being Mechabal the Dayan is being Mechabal his rights to then, uh, to then verify what happened in in the case. So it's their own, they granted him, the Baladin were the ones that granted him their, that, that Neamanos by going in front of him for a Din Torah. That's the, uh, because we're talking about a Dayan Yachad over here. So Dayan Yachad, they had to be Makabel, uh, this person as a Dayan. It wasn't just the local Baizdin, right? If it was a Baizdin, so then, uh, then, then of course a Baizdin, a group of three, would be Neaman. The, the Chiddush over here is that it's a Dayan Yachid, and it's Yachid Mumch over here. So they're, they're, so they, they're the ones that granted him the, the Neamanus in the first place, according to the Shita Lono Dolami. So anyway, Neaman Dayan Lama Lezazikitsu Lezachiyafti, Bamed Varmamurim Shabalidinim Omdim Lefanov. When do we say that the Dayan is believed? That's if the Baledin are still there. They haven't left the court 
room yet. So he's 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 still obligated to remember the psaktin. But if the balidinim are no longer there, there, then it's not his responsibility. because he has no responsibility to remember. Uh, to, to, he's not neman because he doesn't have to remember what how the court case turned out. So the Mara asks on the safe, oh, wait a second, if the balidin aren't there, why why is he not neman? Man nakit. Isn't there a simple way to resolve this? Just see who's holding the psak din of zuchus. They write something up. They don't just tell the person, okay, zakai chayiv. They write up a psak din. That, uh, so let, let's see who has it. And then Dayanu should be neman to say, based on that, that he that he was mezaka to the guy holding the psak din, even though the star maybe doesn't uh, doesn't record the name of the person who is zochah. So answers the Gemara that yeah, if one of them is holding psak din of zuchus, then of course the Dayan is going to be believed. Now the case of the Brisa is that the, where the Dain is not Neman is where the Psaktin was torn up. No one, no one is carrying the uh, the, the Psaktin. So that's where uh, we have a problem. So the Gemara asks Vaiter on the Seifa, why do I need the Dain's Neamanus that uh, the Brisa is telling us uh, that has to tell me that he's not Neman if they're not in front of him anymore? Just have the court case all over again. The stomach will turn out the same way. I mean, if one guy was right, one guy was wrong. So obviously one guy had uh, better evidence and the other one didn't. So just do it again and we could uh, solve the problem. So I said, no, this case was unique. This case happened with a uh, and therefore may turn out differently the next time. What does that mean? So if you look at Tosos in the top, Tosos first quotes Rashi. That means it was totally up to the Dayanim, that there are no indications one way or the other. The case in Mesachas uh, Ksubis is a guy said that I'm giving my Nechasim to Tuvia. So he said, Oh, which Tuvia does it? Did he mean? Let's see, are any of his children named Tuvia? Uh, no, no children named Tuvia. And there are two Tuvias in his life, and they have the exact same relationship with him. And there's no reason to believe that he would give to one over the other. So the Dayanim just say, okay, whichever one we think, whichever one uh, we, we decide we're g- he's going to give it to. So that's a shudu dadaini. And therefore, we're choshish that if you do that again, then the, the, the dayan's going to think differently this time. So Rabbeinu Tam says, no. I mean, the way Rashi understands it is that the dayan has to figure out who he thinks, who he has a sense. Maybe maybe he talks to each tuvia and says, you know, that one has a lot more chain. So probably he liked that one a lot more than the uh, than the other one. But it's not just that he doesn't flip a coin and just do like that. He he, he uh, guesses. He gives his best guess of which one the fellow meant. So says Tosos, but that doesn't make any sense because if there's any svara involved, so we were, we should be invited back to our original question. Do it again. Have the din Torah again, and whatever svara you had the first time, you'll probably have the second time also. So the old parakam the git namrinan helich manoloponi tani chada halach matzol shemeis yaksu liyoshem meshalech v'tani yidoch liyoshem mishen nishtal chulo umasa kanam rushuda adif v'asim yevshel v'farish pirsha kuntrus. There are cases in shas where there is no svara. There's no svara to be had. And yet we still say Shuddha Dadaini. Therefore, Tulsus disagrees in terms of what Shuddha Dadaini means. Shuddha Dadaini, the call Ma Sheyirza Hadayin Lasos 
Yasa the hefker based in Haya hefker that whatever the dayan decides he wants to do he could do not a shred of evidence or indication in one direction or the other it's just like you throw it out there and uh, then uh, Tulsa Springs Rias to, to uh, Rabbeinu Tam. So he says, now I understand that, uh, that, uh, w- why it is that you can't just try it again. You can't just try the case again because it really may turn out differently since it was completely random according to Rabbeinu Tam. So now the Gemara explains Who's Neman about a Bukhar? Uh, to say that a, that a child is a Bukhar, that a child is firstborn. Amr of Nachman, There are three uh, people that are believed about, let's say, twins are born, and you don't know which one is the Bukhar. So three are believed to say that with, uh, this one is a Bukhar, and therefore he's entitled to Pishnayim. Ve'luhain, Chaya. Of it, the emo. There are three people on earth that are believed about this: the one who delivered the baby, the father, and the mother. And they each have different time frames that they're believed. Chaya Alter, the one who delivered the baby, the midwife, is only believed immediately right after the baby is born. Emo Kol Shiva, the mother's believed for the first seven days of the baby's life, and Aviv Liolam, and the father is always believed. There is a machlok as we've shown him, is the father always believed, meaning even within the first seven days of the baby's birth, or does the Nehemanus transfer from the mom to the, to the dad after the first seven days of the baby's birth? From the baby's birth. From Rashi, it sounds like he's not Neman in the first seven days because he doesn't recognize the babies yet. And that's what the Lechemishna understands and the Kabbalah Sanalan says. From the Rambam, it says, la'olam. So the Lechemishna is not sure. Maybe it means that it's even within the first seven days that the fathers believed. Kiditanya, we have a Brysa that supports this. Pasuk says, Ki ben yakir So the Chacham derived that the, what the Pasuk means is, Yakirenu la'acheru. That if not everyone, if the basin doesn't know which child is the Bukhar, the father is Neman to be makir him, to be made about him to the Beisdin, that he is the Bukhar. So, just like a father's Neman to be to, to upgrade his child to Bukhar and to say that he she's deserving of Pishnayim, he's also Neman to uh, to call into question the Yichus of the child, to say that this child is a Chal. Uh, uh, you know, he's a Ben Grusha, Ben Chalutza, a Chal Midaraisa is a Ben Grusha, Ben Chalutza is a Chal Midrabanan. The Chum Morim Eno Neman, and the Chum say that the father is not Neman to passel his own child. We then said in the Mishnah that Abishol used to call a Shtuki, someone who we don't know who his father is, a Biduki. So what was Abishol teaching me by saying that a Shtuki is in fact a Biduki, that it's someone that we are Bodek? So my Biduki, what does the word Biduki mean? If it means that we ask the mother who is the father of this baby that you had? And she says, oh, it was a kosher person. There's no yichus problems over here that she's Nehemenes. And that's what Abishol is saying, that a shtuki is a baduki, meaning we have what to be bodek because all we need to do is ask the mother and if she tells us that it was a kosher person, we're going to believe her. Well, then come on. Gamliel. Uh, then Abishol is just essentially telling us the shita of Rabbi Gamliel that appears in Meseches Ksubas, that a woman is believed to say that the kosher nivalti, uh, but that, the, that's problematic because Tanina Chatazimna, I already know this, meaning why do I need Abishol to tell me what's already the shita of, uh, of Rabbi Gamliel in Meseches Ksubas? The, the Mishnah tells me, the Mishnah tells me if you have a single single girl, that Haisa Muberis, who's pregnant, and we don't know if it's... Uh, 
if the baby's from a kosher of father or apostle of father. So So we ask her, no, who's the father of this child? She says, me The father of this child is so-and-so, and he's a Kohen. It means he's a miyuchas. He's someone who uh, wouldn't puzzle my child in any way. That Rav Gamliel and Rav Lezer says that she's now menace, that she was not nivala l'pasula, and she's therefore k'sheru l'kuna. So since uh, we're, we, uh, we, we assume, because she had a cheskas kashrus beforehand, so we don't puzzle her cheskas kashrus based on the suffix, and we believe her. Rabbi Shua says, no, what's coming out of her mouth is not what we live from. The Olam is Omed al, uh, you know, uh, 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 one of the three uh, pillars that the Olam is Omed on is MS. So he's saying, Lomi Pia Anuchayim. What's coming out of her mouth is not that pillar of MS. That's a, it's, a, it's just an expression to say she's lying. And Rabbi Shua says, we pass like Rabbi Gamliel. So why does Rabbi have to repeat this machlokas again over here? He could have just said it over there and Ksubis, that and, uh, and, 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 uh, uh, and that, that uh, and he could have mentioned there that Abishol holds that she's now menace also that Abishol is on team Ram Gamliel meaning uh, we already have this discussion why is it necessary to have the uh, the discussion again uh, Tosa Rush is bothered why the Gemara even mentions over here that review the Paskins that Allah even without review the Paskining the point is that we already had this Machlokas so why does Abishol have to repeat something that was already discussed in Masechus so Tosa Rush suggests that we might have answered that Rav Gamliel only says it in the name of Rabbi Eliezer and that's why uh, it doesn't mention over there that Abishol's opinion is that way because it would imply that he holds like Rabbi Eliezer who's Shamute and therefore we don't pass in that way so that's why we're told no 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 the halachas are Rav Gamliel so you see that it's Rav Gamliel's own sheet it's not only in the name of Rabbi Eliezer and now I want to know now that I know that it's Rav Gamliel's own sheet why didn't Abishol just appear in the mission over there why does he have to come up in the end of the to rehash a beginning of Masechus Ksubas issue. So the Gemara answers that Rebbe taught this halacha twice because it's not entirely the same. Chada, one time Rebbe was telling us Ba, that that's what Amgamil was talking about, that she's now menaced to say about herself that she did not become a chalala by being nivala lepasala, and Mela, she's muteras to eat truma, but she's not now to be machshir the baby um, if the baby happens to be a girl, that the, the girl's going to be able to marry a Kohen. The Chada, and the other time Rebbe tells me, in our Mishnah, in our Mishnah, we're talking about the Vlad, and Abishol is adding that she's Ne'emenos about the Kashrus of the daughter, that she's not a Chalala, and that she's allowed to marry a Kohen. So it says, well, that works. That works according to the one that says that Rangamliel, who says that she's believed about herself, does not hold that she's also believed about her daughter. So that's why Rebbe needs to bring up a Shaul that the Nehmanus extends to the daughter. But if you hold that when Rangamliel says that she's Nehmanus about herself, it automatically means she's Nehmanus about the daughter as well. Then Abishol Mayasul Well, then what's Abishol adding? We already know to be Machshur Ba Ubebita. Says the Gemara that even according to to the day that Rabbi Gamliel holds that the woman is Nehemanus, Nehemanus about her daughter, there's still something that Rabbi Shal is adding on, on what we would learn from Rabbi Gamliel. If I would only have known this did from Rabbi Gamliel and Ksubis, I would have uh, thought that it's only Hasam over there that Rabbi Gamliel is Nehemanus to Rav Ksherinetzla. She's a single girl and she's Muteras to most of the world. So most of the people 
people that were eligible to be with her would people that would be people that do not possible her because she's not married. But in a case where most of the city are psulim, like she's an arusa, and arusa is also to the entire world except for the Aras, except for the person that she's married to. So, uh, so the, and when we ask her and she says, yeah, yeah, it's the Aras that uh, impregnated me. Or a Pnuya Muberis, and most of, it could even be a Pnuya, but most of the people in the city happen to be Psulim, and when, you know, they're Nachrim or whatever else. So when we ask her, she says, no, it was a Kasher, a Malo. From the Mishnah in Ksubis, I would not know that she's even believed in that case. So Tzricha, that's why Rabbi Asa tell me the din a second time, this time in the name of Abba Shaul, to add that even in the case of Rov Psulim she's now Menes. So again, the Gemara wanted to know what exactly is Abba Shaul adding uh, that we don't already know from Ramaliel. So answer number one was, he's adding that she's even a menace about the daughter. Answer number two is, if you hold that, even Rabbi Gamliel holds that already, that she's a menace about the daughter, he's adding that she's even a menace when it's rov psulin etzla. Okay, Amarava halacha kabashol. We, we paschal kabashol that she's believed to say about that, 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 uh, that, her, that the fetus is kosher, even in the case where it's rov psulin etzla. Okay, so now we move on to the cryptic Mishnah that we're going to have to have four interpretations of what the case of the Mishnah even is. So says the Mishnah, anyone who's Asur Lava Bakal, let's just say the Pashpashan in the Mishnah, the way Rashi says, a Mamzer, a Shtuki, something like that, Mutarim Lava Zabazet. Mamzerim have no, uh, are, are, are uh, only Asur Lava Bakal Ksherim, but they're allowed to, uh, they're allowed to be, uh, they're allowed to be together with Kal uh, Safik, like a Shtuki, a Shtuki. Is a kaltzavik, so mamzer and shtuki are mutter to each other. Rabbi Yehuda oser. Rabbi Yehuda says, no, they're not. It's aser. We'll have to see what he means by that in the Gemara. Rabbi Lazar Omer. Rabbi Lazar says, no, it depends. Vadai and in those people who are who are aser bevadai, like a mamzer and a nasin, are mutter. They're allowed to marry each other. Vadai and besveikan, a mamzer or a nasin who are aser bevadai to try to marry a shtuki or a nasufi or only aser misafik or sveikan bevadai and a shtuki or a nasufi with a mamzer or a nasin. Sveikon, besveikon, or a shtuki and a shtukis, and a sufi and a sufis, and a sufi and a shtukis, aser. They're aser lava zebezeb because we have to be worried that maybe if one of them is a suffix and one of them is a vadai, or even if both of them are sveikos, that one of them might be kosher and the other one might be pasal, so we can't allow them to marry each other. Ve'elu and sveikos, which are the people that are suffik psulekal, shtuki, asufi, vikuti. A shtuki where we don't know who the father is, and a sufi we don't know who the father or the mother is, those are suffik mamzerim, and a kuti, who uh, people came from kuta, that were uh, brought to the Shomron, and they were megayer from, uh, from uh, Geri Arayos, they were afraid of the lions that were attacked, them, so they we asked them misafik as uh, the Gemara is going to elaborate on not in tomorrow's daf but in the next day's daf. So my kolasurin lova bekal, which psulim is the Tana referring to that are that are psulikal that are allowed to marry each other? If you're just telling me that Imams and Nasr Shukh Vasufi are allowed to marry each other, we already had that in the Mishnah back on Daf Samachtas. When we spoke about the Asari Yuchsin, so we mentioned that the end of that Mishnah of Asari Yuchsin was to mention who's allowed to marry who. So included in that are all these Psulikal. So what's the Tanakhama teaching me? And if you're going to say that we're just uh, being mat here, all of these uh, people who are Asulava Bakal, 
Chal to marry each other, whether it's the Vadaim or the Sveikos, that they're all allowed to marry each other. Rabbi Yehuda Oser, Aheya, in the, in the second opinion in our mission that says that Rabbi Yehuda Asers, who, who, which one is he Asering? If he's telling me that people who are apostle the Vadai are not allowed to marry people who are apostle me Suffolk, I mean, to try to say for Rabbi Eliezer, Omer Vadan, Vadan, Motor, Vadan, Vesvekan, 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 Asr, Lechad Rabbi Delosir, like, that's Rabbi Eliezer's Shita. So what's Rabbi Yehuda telling me that uh, that's a third Shita over here? You have the Tanakhama that says they're all allowed to marry each other. You have Rabbi Eliezer that says only when there are two Vadais are allowed to marry each other, but if there's a Suffolk involved, no, they're not allowed to marry each other. What's Rabbi Yehuda saying? Vechitem Rabbi Yehuda Oser, Ager Bimamzeris, and maybe you're going to tell me that Rabbi Yehuda means to Aser, Ager to marry because he holds that a Kalgerim is Nikra Kahal, which is his Shita back on Ayim Beis and Beis, and he's in disagreement with the Tanakama, who's Matir Gerbe Mamzeres, well, Midi Gerbe Mamzeres Katani. Does the Tanakama mention that a Ger is Mutabre Mamzeres, that that's what Rabbi Yudah is coming to be Cholikon? Kol Asur Katani. He says, all Psulikal. A Ger is not among the Psulikal, according to Rabbi Yudah. So he started the Tanakhama, so I'm a Psulikal, wasn't even talking about a Ger to, to begin with. So uh, what on earth is going on in this Mishnah? So again, the two problems with the Mishnah is, what does the Tanakhama even mean? Because he doesn't seem to be breaking any new ground. We already learned in the previous Mishnah that all the Psulikal are allowed to marry each other. And what on earth is Rabbi Yehuda telling me? So the Gemara has four approaches to explain this Mishnah. Approach number one, Am Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda the Amor explains that Rabbi Yehuda is in fact disagreeing with the heter of a ger to marry a, a, a mamzeres. And Tanakam is talking about uh, that as well. And when he says kol asrum he doesn't mean psulekal, he means psulekuhuna. This is what the Tanakam is trying to tell me. Kol asrum kuhuna. Anyone who's not allowed to be yavol bekal kuhuna, anyone who's a psulekuhuna, who? and who are those people who are psulekuhuna that are not included in psulekal that are mentioned in the Mishnah? According to the Rabbanon, a Gioris who converted even under the age of three is also the Kohen. Unlike the Shita of Shimon that holds a Gioris under the age of three is Mutaris Lakuna. So the Tanakama is adding to the previous Mishnah that Psuli Kuhuna, meaning a Gioris who's Mutaris Bekal Yisrael, are Mutar are allowed to marry Psuli Kahal, like Mamzerim Menasidim, that Psuli Kuhuna can marry Psuli so, why don't you say we're talking about a Gioris that's more than three years old, and then you could even be going like Rabshim Menichai, who holds that, uh, that that's a Psule Kuhuna, meaning Rabshim Menichai holds less than three years old, is not even a Psule Kuhuna. So, in Cain, if that were the case, that Tanakam is talking about a Gioris over the age of three, like Rabshim Menichai, Mitzida Tavra. The answer is uh, is prepared right there, meaning from the diuk that comes out that a gyoros pchusim b'ashalashanim is asura to a mamzer, um, because uh, the the elataima that the only reason she's mutara that we allow the psulim is because the b'ashalashanim that she was in the sky when she was three years old and she's included in psulekuna hapchus b'ashalashanim yamechad. But the diuk would be that if she were less than three years old at the time of conversion, 
do muteris lava bekalkuna, where she's not psule kuluna, according to Rabbi Shimon, asura lava zabzeh, she would not be allowed to marry psule kal. Harib chusma shalshom yamechel, Rabbi Shimon yichai, do muteris lava bekalkuna, umuteris lava zabzeh, that uh, you have uh, someone who's, who's uh, who converted under the age of three, and according to Rabbi Shimon yichai, she's muteris to kalkuna, so then muteris lava zabzeh, that the reason about shalshonim is muteris to marry psulim is because kalgerim is not called kal. So for that same reason, we we should be matir, even a gioras that was Megayer when she was less than three years old to, to marry Psule Kal, because she's not Bechlal Kal, because uh, Kal Gerim is not called Klal. So it must be that the Tana doesn't hold like Rabbi Shimon. He holds that any gioras is Asura Bakuna, whether she was Megayer before the age of three or after the age of three. And that's why the Tana Kama is able to say this Klal, that anyone who's also love of Kuna is Mutarim Bipsule Kal. So Klalu, is that true? The Kal Asurim love of Kuna, Mutarim love of Zabzeh, that anyone who's, uh, who's who's a psul kuhuna is allowed to be uh, to, to marry psul lekal vare almana ugrusha vichalala vizona da asurim lava bekalkuna they are psul lekuna asurim lava zabzeb but they're not allowed to marry psul lekal they're not allowed to marry memzerim vesu hamutter asur it sounds like anyone who's mutter bekalkuna is asur bememzeris but that's not true either vare gersh mutter bekoanis umutter bememzeris a ger is allowed to marry koanis and is also allowed to marry memzeris remember those drushes they gave in machuza in the town of gerim where he said oh Oh, don't worry, you gave him, you're even allowed to marry your Kohanis. And then Rava told them the next day, oh, by the way, you're also allowed to marry your Mamzeris. So they go in both directions. So don't tell me such a, a rule. It's not true. There are people that are allowed to marry both. Ella, second interpretation. Amram Nasim Roshaya, the Tana over here is coming to add on the Psulikal that are mentioned in the previous Mishnah. The, to, to include Psulikuna. But the, the, it does not mean, the Tanakhama does not mean that anyone who's asked for the love of Bekalkuna is necessarily allowed to marry Psulikal the way Rabbi Yehuda learned it. No, Hachikamar. We are talking about Psulikuna, but this is what it's saying. Kol Shekohen also Lisa as Bito. Anyone who's not allowed to marry off his daughter to a Kohen, Umaynihu, what type of Psulim are we talking about that there's no, uh, that uh, they're not included in Psulikal, that, that aren't already mentioned in the Psulikal of the previous Mishnah? Ger Shenasa Gioras, where you have a Ger marries a Gioras that the daughter is going to be Asa Lakuna, Ukarabi Elazabin Yaakov, like the Sheet of Rabbi Elazabin Yaakov, Mutar and Lavazabazet. Those people are allowed to marry Psule Kal, because Kal Gerim is not called Kal, and therefore they're allowed to marry a Mamzer and Asan, etc. And Rabbi Yudha disagrees and says, no, they're not. Uklalahu, but is that a klal, is that true also? The call Shakoin also Lisa Bito, Mutarm Lavo Zebazet, that anyone who Kohen is not allowed to marry their daughter is allowed to uh, be Yavo Zebazet, they're allowed to be with uh, they're allowed to, to marry Psule Kal, or a Khalal Shanasa Bas Yisrael. What if you have a Khalal marries a regular Bas Yisrael? The Kohen also Lisa Bito. The Kohen is not allowed to marry the daughter because she is a Khalala. And the Chalalim are not allowed to marry Psulei Kahal. Chalalim are not allowed to marry Mamzerim, etc. So says Marlo Kasha. That's not a Kasha. Rabbi Desai ben Yehuda. Maybe we're assuming, like Rabbi Desai ben Yehuda, that if a Chalal Taka marries Bas Yisrael, the daughter is Kasha Lukuhuna. Meaning, in a Chinami, if, uh, if you hold that when a Chalal marries Bas Yisrael, the daughter is a Chalala, so she's Psulei Kuhuna, but she's also not allowed to marry um, Psulei Kahal. But we don't hold that way. We hold that when a Chalal marries a Bas Yisrael, the daughter is fine. She's not Psulei Kuhuna at all. Uh, so says Umar, but still, the rule doesn't work. Very Chalal Shanasa Chalala. 
What about a chalal marries a chalala? That uh, daughter is definitely a chalala. She's not allowed to marry a kohen. But guess what? She's not allowed to marry a mamzer either. So this rule doesn't hold true that anyone who's not allowed to marry a kohen is automatically allowed to marry a mamzer. The su hamutar aser. Also, the deek would be that a kohen is allowed to, uh, who uh, when a kohen is allowed to marry someone's daughter, then that person by definition is psulikal is aser psulikal is not allowed to marry a mamzer. If the kohen is allowed to marry the daughter, then that person is too kosher to be able to marry a mamzer. But that's not true either. If a ger marries a basisol, a kohen is allowed to marry the daughter according to Rabbi Lazar and Yaakov, and still maternal level is upset and. Still, they're uh, they're allowed to marry psulikal because kal gerim is not nikrakal. So it says a third interpretation of our Mishnah. In our Mishnah, the Tanakam and Rabbi Yudah are arguing about mamzer me'achoso u'mamzer me'eshes ish. A mamzer who's born from a relationship with one's sister, where it's an isr kares, and a mamzer who's born with a relationship with an eshes ish, where it's an isr misas bezdin. That's the machlokas, whether a mamzer that's born me'achoso is allowed to marry a mamzer that's born from an eshes ish. Do you have different madregas of mamzerus? Tanakam sovrafilu mamzer mechosa nami avi mamzer. A mamzer mechosa is also a mamzer, and therefore is allowed to marry any other kind of mamzer because they're all mamzerim and it doesn't really matter. So that's what he means by kolasrum loves lovazabzet that anyone who's uh, born from isuri erva are allowed to marry each other. Rabbi Yudas Savar meishes ish havi mamzer mechoso lavi mamzer. That no one is only a mamzer if they're born from an ishes ish where it's an isurmisus based in, but an isurkaris does not generate mamzerus. And therefore, uh, the uh, a psul that's nolad from an Isser Kares is not allowed to marry a psul that's nolad from an Isser Misas Beisdin. So says more according to that, Machlok's Tanakam and Rabbi Yudah is whether a mamzer is Mechayav Misas Beisdin or a mamzer is generated even Mechayav Krisos. Well, my Kamashmalan, what's the big Chiddush? Tanina, we already have this Machlokas in Mesechus Yavamos. Ezehu mamzer. The Gemara of Mishnah asks, what's a mamzer? Kalshu below Yavo, anyone that, uh, that is born from someone that you're not allowed to marry, any losase, div Rabbi Akiva, it's Rabbi Akiva Shita, even Chayav Elav and create mamzerus. Shimonatim ni Omer, Kalshu Chayav Elav, Kares Bidei Shemayim, Valach Kedvarav. Shimonatim ni says, whenever there's a Chayav Kares, it generates mamzerus. Rabbi Shua Omer, Kalshu Chayav Elav, Mises Beisdin, only Chayav Mises Beisdin generate mamzerus. So that's the same machlokas. So Ella Amarava the fourth and final approach to our Mishnah. Ger Amoniumo Avi Ikabinayu. The Machlokas between Tanakam and Rabbi Yehuda is whether Ger Amoniumo Avim are allowed to marry Mamzeres. Vahachi Kamer. Kala Asum Lavim called My Niu Ger Amoniumo Avi. Which Psulim are we referring to that we didn't already refer to in uh, the first Mishnah in the Perak? A Ger Amoniumo Avi that are not mentioned in that first Mishnah and they're not Pachal Kal Mutar Lavel Zebazeh. They're allowed to marry Psulim Kahal. Ihachi. If that's the case, that it's a heter of a ger, that, that uh, the nidon in our Mishnah is whether a ger, ammonium, or avi are allowed to marry a mamzeres, amai rabbi yuda oser. Why does rabbi yuda aser them in a mamzeres? These gerim are not called kal, they're aser lava bakal. So, why, what should be the problem with them marrying a mamzeres? So, the Gemara explains that the Mishnah is really only one tana. Hachi Karmer, the title of our Mishnah is saying, Ger, ammonium, or avi, who are asurim bakal, are allowed to marry a mamzeres. Even 
even though Rabbi says a ger is not allowed to marry a mamzeris, Kal Gerim is called a Kal, so uh, he should have asked her to Gera Moni Moavi as well. Even though Rabbi Yehuda holds a ger is not allowed to marry a mamzeris, that's only a type of ger who's allowed to, uh, who's Roy Lava Bakal. So he's not allowed to marry a mamzeris. But even Rabbi Yehuda agrees, Aval Gera Moni Moavi, Dein Roy Lava Bakal, a Gera Moni Moavi is not even Roy Lava Bakal, Lo is not called Kalashem, is not Usr, Bimamzeris, even according to Rabbi Yehuda. But Shem will pick up at Tan Rabbanan tomorrow.